Previously on OP Radio. I'm in my car and I'm on my way to Greenwich Village to talk to one of my favorite uh, newer bands. That would be The Record Company. These guys are so cool, have so many cool songs out. If you've never seen them live, do yourself a favor and do that. They're absolutely amazing. So I'll be down in the village in just a little bit, but I decided before I do that, I should pick up Vic Henley because he's a music guy. Vic! <laughs> I look like a fool. I'm in my car with a giant microphone screaming to you. Yes, exactly. You look like a total perverted person. And now, episode six, You're Fired with Vic Henley. I call it Black Donald's. That's my favorite McDonald's in the city is Black Donald's. The Mad Cuban. Chef Carl Ruiz. I'm like exotic. I'm like a fat <laughs> unicorn. <laughs> and a radio legend who's having more fun than he's had in a, well, since he was fired. Run, Forrest, run! Opie, the Westwood One Podcast Network presents Opie Radio. First of all, I want to say I'm going to cry because I'm in a real studio for the first time in almost a year, Vic Henley and, and Carl. How does this feel to be in a real studio? Feels like we have like a real job like we used to before you messed everything up. <laughs> right. Wow, well, I'm laughing. Before no someone decided to illegally film in the bathroom, like everyone knows in America you're not allowed to do. Yeah. But you know, now this feels like actually something creative might be happening. It, it's pretty well, well, we'll, we'll have to wait no, and see on that. Chris has got to carry us. I ain't carrying nothing. Yeah. You want to tell you right now. Uh, we gotta say hi to Chris Voss from the record company, one of my favorites. I'm telling you, one of my favorite people in in uh, uh, the music business oh, man, and one of my favorite bands out there right now and uh, we're thrilled to be here to talk to chris voss um i was thrilled to have your people reach out to me and go whoa Ope's back he's doing a podcast uh the guys want to you know come on and say hi yeah man well you you've been a supporter of us uh right from the get-go so you know that that means a lot to me man i'm old school i come from wisconsin farm family you yeah. know we 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 appreciate that shit and so. you don't forget Hell no. I'm also half Italian. We don't forget. Then no kidding. <laughs> yeah, you can say that again. <laughs> how many, hey, hey, Carl, how many people forgot over the years? <laughs> um, I was keeping a tally, everybody. <laughs> I think you're the Except only one. Yes, I think Just you're the only one. <laughs> Literally, Chris is the only one. <laughs> you're the only one. You sure you want to do this? I want to do this. I'm starting <laughs> to think it might be me. <laughs> no, it's all good, man. Uh, and uh, I was telling Vic the story in the car. We actually, this is how sad my life is, but I'm enjoying the hell out of it. We were podcasting in my car on the way down for this interview. Oh, man. And, and I was telling the story that uh, you reached out to me or your people about uh, Rita Mae Young, the yes. video. You guys did a special video for that song, and your your guys said, hey, man, they want you to release it on your YouTube channel. Yeah, I man. never forgot that. Oh, that was amazing that you did that for yeah. us. We appreciated that. And, and it was the Hula Hoop Girl. Yes, uh, Katie Sunshine. Right. Man. Best hooper in the world, man. She's unbelievable. We, you know how we got her on a video? Uh-uh. She um, tagged herself on Instagram. We were talking about, like, okay, we got to do a video. And she tagged herself doing this hula hoop thing. And I was like, we're driving. And the guys are like, what should we do for this video? And I, like, turned the phone around. I'm like, just let her film the video. That would be better than anything we can do. She's so good. And we just called her up. We're like, hey. Yeah. No, we, nah, I, mean, I guess you didn't call her up, but you shoot her a line on the thing. Sure. Like, hey, you know, you like the song? Yeah, I like the song. You want to do the video for a song? Sure. So we saw a, sent a guy down there. She picked out a spot right in front of her like favorite lake in Arkansas, and she who 
hooped it up. She looked amazing. Oh, was, so sexy. She's such a, uh, my ma, my ma's like, oh, she's very talented. She's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> she's amazing. Because like, it's she, sexy. It's not slutty. It's not sexy. It's yeah, completely it's amazingly, yes. It's really, just really talented. I understand there's some talented talent there, person. but it, the sexiness doesn't it, hurt. It's super sexy. Well, the, I don't know what's better, the song or the girl. Right. I, would, I would go with the girl. I'm going to go with the song. I'm Latin. I mean, okay. She looks like she does the weather on Channel 41. (laughs) A shot of reality from you. Yes, of course. (laughs) But we were talking about that. There's a difference between uh, sexy and slutty. I'm, I'm a fan of sexy. Everybody is. It's very old school. I don't know if everyone is. Well, in these days, you know, yeah. what are you, Chris? You, are you skanky or sexy? I like the sexy man. Everybody, sexy. right? It's exactly. be sexy. But I mean, you know, because I'm so freaking old school in so many ways. My musical tastes are from another era. My, you know, my taste and all that stuff. I mean, I, I find all the 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 more old school, seductive ways a little more charming and cool. You know, I mean, I I don't know if that's just because I'm some sort of yes. I don't know. Whatever, born no. in the wrong century or <laughs> no, something. You're a good old Wisconsin boy. I am. I'm from Wisconsin. If it gets awesome. too, if it gets too uh, raw for me, I mean, I, you know, I'm liable to have a heart attack. So you know, too much cheese in the yeah, system. My, my arteries, you come out with clogged arteries where I grew up. So you know, but yeah, no, it's it's. Uh, I, I like to, you know, if if I had to pick between the two, it's sexy is definitely a lot yeah. more appealing to me. With some clothes know. still on. We yeah, she's too. wearing cut-off jeans. I no, think. I'm talking just uh, women oh, in general. In general now. Like, absolutely, some, you know, not what nothing. we just saw walking down the street here. We, he and I, were dragging ourselves over here, and this girl's walking down the street, and she's got on a white linen shirt with nothing on underneath it. Oh, and right, she as might it well should be, be naked, as as, as it should be. Then. <laughs> <laughs> the hell is this? Is this a Mormon podcast? No, no. Carl is fired up Carl. for the big record company interview. <laughs> yeah. Record well, company got, talk. We got Chris. The other two guys were the they're up there Alex somewhere Mark, talking to other people around more out there. They got there's some other stuff happening today, so they had to lock that all down. But I was like, I'm gonna come over here and do this thing. Yeah, like I said to Opie, I'm the only one to talk. So anyway. So yes. the other guys, are, unless you can amplify staring into a microphone, which I don't think you can. <laughs> Put it on 20. You still ain't saying shit. Being a radio, you actually said you're the one with the most personality. I, I think have some personality. Oh, no, yeah. Chris is the man. Being a radio guy, I got to say, like, you know, the, these bands, they start splitting up the members. You know your status depending on which member they they sent you. They, we get, so we got Ace High here. Well, today. we got Ace High. Yeah, oh, I, mean, I love Alex Mark and they certainly uh, all kidding aside have given us some good stuff over the years oh, yeah, but, great. but mm. getting Chris I'm like okay good but I, I still rate thank you <laughs> let's, let's hope uh, Chris doesn't use that on us <laughs> true Carl oh man well said yeah uh, I gotta ask you about uh, the cheese thing in Wisconsin for yeah. real how, how much cheese do you guys really Lots. eat it's delicious but, I mean there are stereotypes that exist for a reason yeah. and like I grew up on a dairy farm, so if there is any Wisconsinite listening, be like, come on, man, don't go down that cheese road. It's like, man, I grew up on that shit. So it's like, yeah, it, we, it's, it's a deal. Right. Like, I mean, like, we're not really into the sophisticated cheeses. You understand? Like, when I moved to, to California, I found out about all these cheeses that I didn't know existed. Right. We're, like, putting cheddar on stuff, and then we're finding a way to keep cheddar at, like, you know— liquid form at room temperature <laughs> yes. know, which i had a friend a long time ago say never trust any cheese that stays liquid at room temperature but i i don't know i, I i've gone against that many but times i now i got to go to carl is it a myth that the cheeses 
like a good solid basic cheese from Wisconsin will that compete here's, with any cheese in the world? Here's it the sure problem with, with really high end cheeses is just like sugar attracts a fly, these attract assholes. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so so as good as this cheese could be, the person and the place you have to eat it in is awful. It's like yeah. a chemotherapy clinic. It's just a, you just want to die in there. It's awful. <laughs> so Wisconsin, they do something that's called uh, cheese curds. Oh yeah, man. Which and they melt the, the the cheese curds on top of French fries, and they eat it all day. Yeah, and they don't stop. Until cheese they curds are right weird cheese because they're like you eat them the day they're. It's like they're real fresh, like <sighs> new, and like when you eat them, if they're good, they squeak. Yeah. They actually, squeak. I was about yes, I was about to interrupt yeah. as I often do. How do you know that? <laughs> no, because they do. Because he knows everything about squeak. everything. <laughs> <laughs> Bubble I, and squeak. I squeak when I. Thank you, Nick. <laughs> I, I just. If you're ever in Wisconsin and you eat a fresh cheese curd, it, it blows the doors off a lot of cheeses. Yeah, man. A lot of cheeses. You know, when I travel, I mean, Vic, because you were just talking about how you've been traveling comedy 30 right. years, and I know it's not my place to be asking questions, but I figured I'd toss no, this please, out. Certainly. You don't no. mind? All right. Um, you know, one thing I do when we travel is I like to, whenever, the one thing that is still good in the United States is you still can get regional there still is regional Oh, shit. hell yeah. Like cuisine. Yeah, cuisine. That's the word. <laughs> <laughs> There's regional cuisine. Like, you know, like if I'm in the Carolinas, I'm going to I'm gonna try to pulled pork with the... the Absolutely, the, you know the I mean? vinegar or oh, the other oh, one. Depends oh, on if you're in East Carolina or West Carolina. You go down to to, uh, to Texas and or Oklahoma, you got to get the brisket. Absolutely. If you dare put any sauce on that, they're going to chop your arm off. Right. You know what I mean? True. So it's like, you know, you go to Chicago, you got to have a Chicago dog. You got to have some Italian beef. You know, uh, you go up to Wisconsin, you got to have some cheese and brats, man. You go to Baltimore, you got to get the Chaps Pit Beef. You ever had the Pit Beef? I haven't, man. Baltimore's Chaps Pit Beef and uh, Kevlar Suit. That's what's down <laughs> I haven't, though. <laughs> Little travel tips from Carl. <laughs> the more you know. The more you know. <laughs> what's the one city when you're uh, traveling with the band that you, you can't wait because the food's so damn good? You know, I, I I'm, a, I'm a not trying to kiss ass here because I'm in New York, but I got to say, New York is the thing about thing. New York. And I, I'm an outsider, so I say this as a, a more of a. I've spent a lot of time here, but I am not a resident, so I, I have to put that out there because I know New Yorkers will get fucking pissed if I don't, and I start talking about the food and sound like I don't know what I'm saying. Yeah, but you can't have a restaurant in this joint for very long. No, it sucks. Right. That's so true. as long as something's been open for a little while, it's like, well, it's been here ten years. Well. It's doing something. Yep. You know, now I have had some shit here that's been bad, but I was just talking to the folks from the label and we're talking about sandwiches and I was just like, I've never had a bad sandwich in this town. Right. Nothing. I'm like, I've never had corned beef in this town. It hasn't been like the shit. Right. You know what I mean? Even the stuff, you know, when you go to the bigger name stuff where usually you go to a town, it's like, it's kind of been, you know, it's kind of been, uh, uh, it's got a reputation, but it's kind of become touristy and it's kind of lost some of maybe what made it famous. Like, man, I went. I don't know. I went to Katz's and I thought it was really good. You know, Delicious. I no, mean, I, I enjoyed the shit. Yeah, out. absolutely. Even the Are you kidding me? So I mean, it's you know, <laughs> even the Applebee's. Even the Applebee's. I'm like, damn, those rib tips are. Well, you can't miss. You can't miss. Well, we you know, we one, passed one of the oldest. What's my man's burger joint over here? We got to get to travel. Black Tap. Oh, Black Tap is Black in, tap. in, in yeah, studio today. Russian too. daughters. Yeah. We passed. I was showing him this one of the first. Everything in America in the early days was and sons. Yeah, yeah. So Russ and Daughters is one of the first, might have been the first one in America that, that was the, something and Daughters, and it's over here on Houston. Houston. Yeah. Yeah. The, I just yes. went past that the Get other the day. Get the Super Hebe. 
Really? It's, super, yeah. no it's named that. The super heap. That's the the super heap. Thank you. I think that's the guy who fired us. The super heap. No. no. OB, no. <laughs> Come on. I went for it. Come on. Jesus. <laughs> Come on. The burning cross hour with OB. Hey, I got the right, I got the right accent. Grand Wizard. Vote OB for Hughes. Roy Moore. Vote for Roy Moore. <laughs> oh, we're in New York. We can say that, right? I, oh, I've been doing it on stage right, for good. five months. Right. The one thing about food, though, uh, Times Square, Do you have you guys walked through? You know, I mean, I've been through there. I haven't spent a lot of time there. Good. You're yeah. a smart man. It well, sucks. It's, it's, yeah, it's like, you know, I think it's like, <laughs> if you're in, whenever you're in a real touristy area of a, of a big city, I, I think I've found that it, it's got, it's, 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 it's that instant gratification thing. It's right. like, you want if you know, and I grew up on a farm, so I can say this, like, I grew up, there were four freaking kids in my class, so I know what it's like to be in the middle of nowhere. So I think some of the appeal is like, I want to see, if you're coming from like a, an area, it's like, I want to see something that's fucking big and looks like New York, yeah. you know? But it's like, that's not, to me, once you spend some time here, that's not what New York is. It's, I, I, it's a part of what, it's not what it is to me anyway, right. as a visitor, you know? It's like, to me, you know, and I live out in, in L.A., which I know is not necessarily the most popular place around here, but I'll tell you, there's a lot of soul in L.A. But if you spend your time on Hollywood and Vine, you're gonna get, you're gonna be like, well, this is what L.A. is. I don't like it. Well, that's not what L.A. is, man. Yeah. You know, it's it's not at all. There's a lot of real creative, awesome people out there. You know? Absolutely. So, well, just the, like here. The know? thing I was gonna say about Times Square. So everyone comes to New York to see New York City, and then they spend their whole time in Times Square. They're yeah. not actually seeing this place. And then yeah. there's no real food choices in Times Square because it's all uh, chain restaurants, and they got lines out the door. Yeah, here's, but it's the amazing. biggest Fridays I've ever seen. Oh, we have to go. The red it's five stories. We the, gotta go see the biggest Fridays. Can you tell me, fucking <laughs> no. people? We'll have a problem with the M&M store? That place is awesome. <laughs> I like the M&M store. I like the M&M I have no, almost no security. I, eat the <laughs> I go from there to the Twizzler thing. I'm a mess. It's just I'm, a store I'm of M&M's. shaking by the end of the day. I can't argue that. You're, you're right but, about uh, that part. But one, one thing, I, I, uh, I opened a, a restaurant in Times Square, and um, it's a necessary evil. It's like the bug light sure. for shitty tourists. Like, imagine all these people... If we didn't have Times Square, they'd Absolutely. be in the West Village with their acid wash cut off jeans. And, you know, it's a mess. So th- yeah. it keeps them busy. It keeps the really bad tourists busy. They're like an idiot's corral. Right. Everybody robs each other. <laughs> the fist fights in front of Bubba Gumps. <laughs> Bubba Gump. It's great. And they keep, you know, and they keep all mm-hmm. the West Village and stuff with the cool tourists. I think, you know, it's totally understandable. Like, you, you, when I went to L.A. the first time I saw the Hollywood sign, I'll fucking admit it. I was like, holy shit, this is a fucking Hollywood sign. Right. I and mean, everybody's had that experience. I mean. I agree. When you went there the first time, you were like, holy shit, that's the Hollywood sign. You go up to Griffith Park and you look at that and you're like, this is unbelievable. There's something. I like the, the thing about the Hollywood sign itself that I have always still liked is the idea of so many people looking at that and sticking their dream on it. And that presence is there. And now the, the Hollywood and Vine area and everything, that's more like a touristy area, you know, the, 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 but I think there's a purpose to those areas. You know, I, I I don't look down on people going there. I just would think like you're saying, Opie, I think what we're getting at here is there's a lot more to see and there's a lot more to it. And like, if you really want to get like, to me, it's like, I'm in a city, I want to go find where the locals are and like, see if I can get in there and survive 
<clears throat> with these people. You know what and, I mean? And well, I, I, I was getting at uh, people are stupid. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I heard it's Wisconsin come out there. Did you hear it? There, yeah, I did. There was almost, oh, y'all got yeah. there. Oh, gosh, there. Oh, well, say there. Just get me say Wisconsin and you'll know. <laughs> so you guys tour so much. Uh, yeah. What's the one city where you you do fall into the tourist trap? I, I'll, I'll I'll say mine as you think about it. San Francisco. Oh sure. I went I went full blown tours there. I would Alcatraz. I uh, had to go that. across the Golden Gate. Had to go to Coy Tower. Had to go to uh, Fisherman's Wharf. Oh yeah, everything. I mean, when we went overseas, you know, first time I was in Paris. You know, that was like, oh shit, you got to go to the, you're going to the Eiffel Tower. Right. You're yeah. going to the yeah. Eiffel Tower. Yeah, I respect there's, that. But you know what, the Eiffel Tower is, it's, there's nothing, it, I imagine if you talk to someone from Paris, they'd be like, ah, oh, the Eiffel Tower. Right. And I don't know, maybe I'm just like the cats in Times Square because I walked over there, I was like, this is unbelievable. Right. Man. I was blown away by it. Well, you guys that, play with, over that, there? with that said, sorry, uh, Vic, uh, lived in New York more or less all my life, except for the radio thing. You know, living in other cities, never been to the Statue of Liberty, I've and never, never been, been to the either. Empire State Building to the top. I have been there. You're awful. I, You're I, a horrible I, human being. I, I, I he also know. hasn't been down the street from his apartment. <laughs> <laughs> He's never made a left. <laughs> I think that's true, Carl. I was walking with him before. He's like, look at that building. I'm like, that's your house, dude. <laughs> I was standing out in front of his house. I'm like, oh, my God, you live here? Oh, he's still overwhelmed by stuff because he doesn't go out a lot. So it's like true. a little newborn baby. <laughs> he's like, it's cloudy. <laughs> um, when you were in Paris, did you see Jim Morrison's grave? I did, man. How was that? That was that was quite a place, man. Uh, because it had like you know Jim Morrison and yeah, the other people. There's a million other a million, people. Yeah, like Chopin and like uh, uh, Emerson. Yeah, you know, like uh, that's really crazy. Right. You know, like, you know what? It's weird, man. My dad's a big Doors fan, right on, and uh, big rock and roll fan. Uh, and I got fucking bummed out. Right, like this guy died a long time ago. And it bummed me out. I, I was totally, I, I was not expecting that. Right. Like, and I, I'm just like a lot of other people I grew up in a rural scenario. I mean, I, I, I've, I'm closed off from my emotions, you right. know? So when they suddenly creep up on me outside of a musical context, it surprised the shit out of me. Like, I got really freaking bummed out. And it's funny because you're thinking, uh, how is that going to happen? This guy died way before I was born. Right. And just the idea of it, right? You know, and I'm not trying to like bring the whole scene down. Everybody looks no, like this is the good stuff. Look at how no, sad no. everybody. No, I was going to say, stuff. I've been there, man. It like, bums you they out, man. Continue like a candy yeah. or something, you, yeah. <laughs> or a chip, <laughs> <laughs> or like when new Coke came out and it went away. Fucking <laughs> devastating. Oh, it's completely. Continue. I'm sorry. But no, no, but it, it did. It bummed me out. You know, I mean, I don't know if it's the idea of 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 some being some that young and then right and 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 having it all and just kind of but. It, or it's just the, the romance of, of, I mean, man, Paris is, there's something different about that place. If you had to ask me, like, what one of my favorite places in the world is, I would say Madrid and Spain, uh, Czech Republic, uh, Prague. It's cheap as shit, by the way. If you ever want to go over and have an amazing experience in Europe and not spend a lot of cash, Prague is awesome. They still are on their own currency, so it's really good. And it's got a lot of old buildings and cool wow. shit. But um, Paris, man, Paris has got something, man. Yeah. It is magical, man. It's got some romance over there. And I'm not like really 
that big of a deal on that stuff right. but it, it it freaked me out like i was like really moved by that yeah. city well getting back to the morrison thing i think it always always bums me out when someone dies that's so creative that's right. so young because you, you sit there going what a waste he had so much more to do yeah, man. And Even well, though he was a bloated mess and he didn't take care of himself. Yeah, no one here gets out alive is one of the greatest rock books ever. Hope he's literally talking about If you, if you read the book, you know <laughs> the book? Look at your car. Yeah. <laughs> it's a great <laughs> book. Right yeah. It's an amazing story. It's totally, yeah. yeah. On a Doors Live record, his scream at the beginning of, of Backdoor Man, yes. if you, you're listening and you don't know what I'm talking about, it's Doors Live, it, it, goes, it goes straight from Backdoor Man in a whiskey bar. That's, it, that's when you know you've got the right, uh, version you can't miss it the yell he does at the beginning of that mm -hmm. it's insane absolutely and, it comes and from I'm, a deep dark place yeah right he like you know jagger is definitely like and to my to me like one of the greatest front men of all time no question the stones are probably like if i had to pick one band they're my they're my band i love the stones mm -hmm. I'm a big stones guy jagger brought all that showmanship and he learned it watching that james brown on that tammy show you know he kind of figured right. it out right yep. yeah Morrison, though, brought, that's where, like, Ozzy Osbourne, heavy metal comes out of Jim Morrison, man. In my mind, like, the dark, mm -hmm. like, there is no, you know, uh, uh, Dio without Morrison. Right. Right. There's no, you know, it's like, you needed that guy. A lot of guys know? won't turn their back to the audience and sing. Yeah. And he would he would start the show not facing the he's crowd for, for 30, 40 minutes sometimes. And was that, I never, I can't remember, was that truly because he was freaked out or was that? Supposedly that was the story. Yeah. That it was, he had a little bit of a stage fright stage kind of fright. thing. And then it turned into this mythical, cool, like nobody, no front man had ever turned sure. their goddamn back. You're not a front They're, man if your back's facing the crowd. I, <laughs> so I, I love the doors for their bluesy stuff that, you know, being a radio guy, uh, uh, the stuff that we didn't play, like five to one, but, Backdoor man, they didn't really play a lot. LA waiting Woman. for the waiting for the sun, uh, that's the stuff. He said Alabama song. Whiskey Alabama bar. song is one of my favorite. Peace yeah. frog. Yeah, that's the name yeah. of the tune. My right. apologies. Yeah, yeah. I'm um, from Alabama. I'm qualified. And you, you know can't <laughs> and you can't really fake that blues shit. You can't. No, really fake hell it. no. You know that leads to you guys, the record company. You guys ain't. You're not faking it. Do you? You? Uh, do you guys do any door songs in your set? Never have uh, done a door song. Um, mostly because I just have too much fucking. I don't know. How can you? If I'm going to sing somebody's song, it's going to be a voice that's completely different than mine. Right. That way, when I interpret it, it's not like you can compare it's apples and oranges. You, know? you got right. covers in the set? Are there? Well, yeah. Sometimes? Like we we uh we like we do some weird shit. Like we we did a Beastie Boys cover. We yeah. did which a, one? What, what you want? What you want? Oh, that's but we do great. it like oh, yeah, really okay. swampy yeah. and like totally different. I don't even know if you can tell what it is until we get to the guitar riff. You know that you the, you can't. And the first time I heard it, and when it finally you yeah. got the big reveal or whatever, I was like, oh, damn! You got it. You got to go to YouTube after this and check oh, it out. Sweet. It's amazing. No, totally. That's why I was asking you about the Doors because I think if you guys did the Doors, you mm -hmm. would do it in such a unique way like that. I would love to. I just, I have such reverence for that guy's voice that like, you know, I'm just, I, I'm afraid to, it's like a guy in my register isn't going to improve on that or, right. or do it. And you know, it, it's like somebody in a different register, like if you had like a, a girl do it, or if you had a guy with a higher voice or a totally different sounding voice, you could probably see something in the song that wasn't there. Yeah. You know, it's kind of like, but my voice is low. And so it's going to be in the same register. And I just, in my opinion, it's just like, you know, it already was nailed it this way. Mm -hmm. and, and, and if anything I'm going to do to it is kind of going to, it's the same reason why I would never cover, a, you know, like, well, a Muddy Waters song. Oh, geez. You know? 
you can't sing a muddy i can't sing a muddy right. water song right you know what i mean what that, i can do it in the privacy of my home and i've done it i've we've tried and and i, I all i ever walk away with is man I should probably stop doing that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> do, do the other guys agree with you? Have you all sort of looked at each other and thought the same thing you just said? No, I don't think we've ever talked about it. I just didn't really love singers. Like, I would never want to do a Ray Charles song. You know, Ray Charles, what are you going to do? Right. You know, covering Elton John, even. That's a whole other side of the spectrum. But, like, especially the 70s Elton John, man. Yeah. How are you going to? You, you can't, can't sing that. Tiny Dance. I can't sing Tiny Dance. Or maybe a guy like Chris Stapleton could pull it off because sure. he's just an ace card singer but you know um yeah i i don't know i'm kind of going around a block but um so my answer to opie is just no i i wouldn't do jim morrison because i just have too much respect for what the way he did it and i don't think i where i'm at with my abilities could add to the song yeah right and if on. you can't add or take it to a different place you're just what the fuck are no, you doing I got, I you know get, what i mean i got gotcha. you you know what i mean what were the influences growing up everything man i mean grandpa don who passed away about two years ago great farm till the day he died they told him uh he couldn't uh he wasn't gonna be able to work anymore and he died two weeks later no kidding yeah and uh 92 i mean he's a man he I was the, the man complete opposite you told me I don't have to work. Yeah, well, <laughs> I would live forever. <laughs> you lived to 108. <laughs> I'd be 600 years old. Uh, extreme couponing in my basement. I think if you really love what you do, you know, and then you can't do it anymore, that that breaks your heart. Sure does, man. But, you know, uh, he, he, he liked Waylon, Willie. Uh, old, uh, the American songbook shit like the, you know. like Johnny even, Cash? Yeah, Johnny Cash, you know. And then uh, my ma's side of the family, my grandpa Joe was Italian, and he loved like I mean, Nat King Cole, you know, those crooners, uh, 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 Sinatra. Uh, it took me a little longer to understand how cool that was, to be yeah. honest, because you know now I get it, I get it big time. But then uh, uh, my and then Patsy Cline, that was his favorite singer. It's my one of my favorite singers. Uh, Dad was the rock and roller. Yeah, Dad liked uh, the Stones, the Who. You know, Hendrix, uh, Zeppelin, Zeppelin, uh, the boss, ZZ Top. Ma liked Motown. You know, Ma was a well, Motown. That's, kind of, that's a yeah, nice that's mix, a combo, right? right? That's so I had it hitting on all sides, yeah. you know. And so it, when I got into music, it was funny because my buddies, when I went to high school, I, there was a lot of stuff. I had kind of listened to a lot of this kind of stuff already. Mm -hmm. And when you get hit that 16, 17, you know, that's when you're, at least in my generation, when it was like, you were like, okay, well, you're into bands like, well, I don't know, you know, Nine Inch Nails or something. And then all of a sudden, your buddy's like, hey, man, have you checked out Hendrix Band of Gypsies yet? And it's like, I was like, yes, I have. That's cool. <laughs> you know? but, My mind uh, is going through them changes. <laughs> yes. It, it had not one of the best live records of all time. It, I agree, yes. I hands, think, hands your, down, no, you're right. Can I ask a question uh, You could, yes. Vic, <laughs> oh my Vic God. you seem like a man that's had a lot of time to think about things through all your travels. What, what are your top five live albums Ooh. Vic literally has a music bonus well now you right said now. <laughs> I'm so excited to answer you this mentioned the, the doors are live she cried is yeah. is, is amazing it's gotta be up there it's gotta be it's up, up there, there. Uh, Zeppelin the uh, the live concert the movie the song remains the same, song remains that's, the same. That's, that's, that's pretty good yeah um, Hendrix yep. that, the band that you can't go wrong there you can't go wrong um, I'm trying to think of who else you like the Pompeii live at Pompeii yes Floyd. Ooh, ooh nice I'll help you out. What about <laughs> I like Live at Winterland. 
Oh, yeah. If I used to tell people forever that no problem in your life is ever so dramatic that if you sit down and put on Live at Winterland, the power of the music will beat the shit out of whatever problem you have in your life right out of you. You're literally like the old guy in the, in the Maxell cassette tape blown back in the chair. <laughs> <laughs> I got one for you that if you haven't checked it out, you should. Tell me. Uh, Muddy Waters Live at Newport, 1960. Ooh. Ooh. Go listen. I know what I'm doing you this got, afternoon. Yeah, I think I got to <laughs> check shit, out. Man. What about Frampton Comes Alive? <laughs> I like Frampton that. Comes Alive. Nothing wrong with that. It's not too bad. It was man. all right. Not too bad. It was okay. I liked uh, um, Rattling Home. You what? Oh, oh yeah, yeah, man. Rattling Puffy Home. Live. Puff, no, Puff Daddy, just regular. Not Puff live. Daddy. We're talking yeah. live, Carl. Puffy Live. I'm out. <laughs> it's my when I was growing up, my uh, my dad just missed the Beatles, so oh. he was all into the crooners. So you brought back a memory there, and then I'm just what a, was he into? Yeah, Perry Como, was uh, he like Martin? Mario Lanza was you know that he shit? had all of them. Oh, uh, Frank's I don't even know that name to be Tony honest. Bennett. With you. Mario Tony Bennett, Mario Lanza, you don't know who that is? No, I really don't. Seriously, I don't. Come on, uh, Sinatra, obviously. Who was the Who was the other guy that was close to? You Sinatra? should be slapped right now. I don't. I what, what did he sing? <laughs> what did he sing? A million. It was one Give of me the one before. Uh, well, I don't know any songs. I just know before Sinatra, there was Mario, Mario Lanza. Lanza. He had a movie career. Right. Yeah. He was so good. He, it's like it, that period. You know what? We were talking about documentaries. Opie. Yes, we were. You know what I just watched that was really good? I watched the Bob Hope documentary. There's a Bob Hope documentary? It's two hours. It's oh, fucking great. Where, where is it? On Netflix? It's on Netflix. We were talking before we started recording. Uh, Chris Chris Voss from the record company, by the way. I should reset a little bit. No worries. Um, he's a big documentary guy, and he saw the Andre the Giant. Oh, man. Did you see the Elvis the Searcher? No. It's two parts on HBO. It's two, two Oh, yeah, hour. man. I saw the back half of yeah. it. I still got to go back. It's pretty good. See. Oh, yeah. It's, I mean, you forget how powerful that comeback special was in 68 and all that yeah. footage of everything. But some, really of, some of uh, Elvis's live stuff's pretty good. Oh yeah, pretty damn oh, good. Oh, live with what? Aloha from Hawaii. Right. <laughs> yeah, that was the planet. We put that on every Thanksgiving, man. Do you really? Yeah, it's a what's, tradition. What's your favorite documentary of all time, or one of your <sighs> top fives? Man, that's real tough. I really love documentaries. It depends on what. I'm, the biggest surprise, like that, introduced me to a whole different thing in music was that Buena Vista Social Club. Oh, that's awesome. That that whole yep. Cuban sewn music phenomenon. That was kind of what. That's probably about a fifteen year old thing. You're right. right now. Yeah, that that was really cool. But like, um, you know, man, that giant one. Just because I just saw it, the Andre the Giant one's that's really great. great. That you know, anything in Ken Burns. That's Ken Burns yes. Civil War or Ken Burns Baseball. Yes. The National Parks. I, I haven't seen that one. It's yet. amazing. Vietnam. The Vietnam. I haven't oh seen that one. Oh my god, one that yet. was the most recent. Yeah, was crazy. I haven't seen that one yet. But Andre the Giant, we were talking about this on a past yeah. podcast. So how he, he was so big, he couldn't get into the the airplane bathrooms, and he had those long trips to Japan. Yeah. So they had to break out a bucket and then hold up like a shower curtain, and I guess what would be first class. <laughs> so Andre the Giant could <laughs> look at like he's he's gonna be a look. So Andre the Giant could take a dump. <laughs> yeah, use the bathroom. Good lord, and can you imagine. That, that's the thing about that guy that's so crazy that they get to in that documentary is like you know a the fact that he made so much of himself was such a, a a thing happening that really at the time when he came up was fucked up to have happened like nobody knew what it was what yeah. to do about it and instead of him being like like they talk about how his ma was all like he's gonna die right and he like goes and he figures out how to make himself not only like successful but a, a household name yes. across the world yes. right that's a and says almost nothing. Very quiet man, right? And like the reverence, like that was the thing that really blew my mind was the reverence for him, shown by all the people around it. And that 
my dad liked wrestling. My grandpa Don, God rest his soul, he loved wrestling. And they came up when, uh, uh, my, you know, it was regional wrestling. Yeah, sure. Like the AWA, I think, yeah. was what was in Wisconsin. It was like it was like Vern Gagne and the Crusher and shit like that yeah. or whatever. They had territories but, you know, and they yeah. all competed against each other. Yeah, and then we that, had the Southern Angle with uh, Mister Wrestling Number One and Mister Wrestling Number Two. That, that's that's funny. Two masks. Yeah. You, well, uh, what what what. Division would because they I get forgot, in it. I know Gordon Solie was the announcer down south. Oh, and I forgot what it was they called. were all regions. They were all out of Atlanta. Yes, and then yeah. there was the Memphis angle that had Jerry the King Lawler and all those oh, yeah. guys. And uh, but uh, the, we got Tommy Wildfire, Rich, you know, and uh, Ric Flair, of course, the Nature Boy, Superfly Snooker, uh, Wahoo Chief Wahoo McDaniel. That's Chief a nice Wahoo regional. McDaniel. I used to. Oh, it was pretty. You nice know, region. I, I worked for the city, and one of the one of the few times I was being a smartass. And uh, they were coming in to wrestle, and whenever we would have the matches in our town, my friends and I all worked for the city, and we would look at all these people going, we've lived here our entire lives. We've never seen any of these people ever. Where mm -hmm. are they coming in from to watch this? Oh, right on. And then I, Ted DiBiase and the guy, you know, and I- Ted DiBiase. I, I, I try to, we, my friends and I, we were ticket takers, and we'd make fun of them, like, who's going to win tonight? And they're like, we don't know. We're going to find out. We're like, you know you who's know who going to win. win. And that, then they would get mad and, like, chase us and scare the shit out of us. That like was 16. a cardinal sin, right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. They were not having it at all but the giant the thing about him what i, I like me like i always like gene okerlin oh sure you know I'm, I'm, gene. I'm, yeah i uh 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 big enough fan back in the day that my dad and i man i i've, I've like have gone on youtube and watched gene okerlin interviews just because <laughs> they make me laugh yeah of course you know i mean they're, they're hilarious it's very funny yeah i mean he he could play the the, the role of a of you know the what a, if you got Abbott and Costello, you got the funny guy and you got the straight man. Straight man, man right. Yeah, he played that straight man like ridiculous, you know? Yeah, absolutely. What uh, about you? Did you grow up with wrestling? Or? Oh, yeah. It was yeah. Bruno San Martino that has passed. Uh, I'm trying to think of all my guys. Uh, uh, Ivan Putski, the, the, oh, the, oh, the, Pol the Polish ha hammer. It was Polish power. And then, of course, Hulk Hogan, which brings us back to the Andre the Giant documentary. Right. I didn't realize how like hurt Andre the Giant was, and he was still performing. You could he barely that, fucking move, they were saying in this documentary. At WrestleMania, they bring him to the yeah. ring in a, in a little ring. Yeah, because he can't walk can't anymore. Walk. It's like fucked I up. I know. It's, 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 That's crazy. It, all of it. I These, used to love wrestling, and then I saw a female breast. <laughs> <laughs> I wrapped up the whole thing. Let's wrap it up. Wrap it up. <laughs> I saw it. <laughs> That changed it all. Changed it all. <laughs> that's like that's like the Wizard of Oz when they went from uh, black and white to color. Exactly. Yeah. That Everything was your moment. Changed. Everything changed for I got good. Some brute thirty three. Put it on. Yeah. Brute. <laughs> you know, I had a theory about Old Spice. I, I when I that it had been so far removed from the public consciousness when I was going to high school that it's now it's back in the, in, in it's, but that when they had just the stick with the white the yeah. white original. I, every girl I dated back in high school would be like, hey, you smell real nice. It had been so long right. since anybody had smelled Old Spice that they actually didn't realize Old Spice is the shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely. Like podcast. I'm, <laughs> I'm kind of wondering if they're like Brute by Fabergé, if you just split. Isn't that what it was? I, yeah. I, yes. I karate. Yeah. I, 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 I wear Brute 33. You do? I do. You can still find that shit? Yeah, it's in every CVS they have. It. It's on the bottom. It's on the bottom. Is it in a plastic dusty. bottle? It's always dusty. It's dusty. <laughs> but it was funny. I was, I was a dating card. <laughs> I was wearing it, and it, it picks up a certain type of girl. You know what I mean? Dare I ask? 
ass. Yeah. <laughs> well, you maybe you should go to the vet after, get oh, checked out. Oh, Jesus. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I bet it's, you know, yeah. brute. That yeah. shit, Brute's man. Awesome. How many years does one of them bottles last? That It's mint still. I mean, I've used one. It's like you've had one since 1982. Bro. <laughs> and they haven't changed like the packaging or no. anything. It's fantastic. And that smells great. And it's only like a nickel. And you smell awesome. It's wonderful. <laughs> Uh, we we should talk about the record company a little bit because they got a new album coming <laughs> out. But just a reset uh, f- for the people who don't know. So um, didn't you guys get together? It, it was um, an ad that you guys put out, right? Yeah, man. Um, there was uh, 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 um, I'd moved to LA and I didn't know anybody, and uh, I moved there uh, because my wife got a job out there, and she had been in Wisconsin with me. And she really kind of wanted to leave. You know, she was like, I want to live in New York. I want to live in L.A. And my whole thing with it was like, we can do that, but, you know, I'm going to be fucking worthless for right. a while. You know, because, like, I'm at that point, I had established myself in my scene, and I I was making a living. So I knew if I moved to L.A. or New York, I was like, man, this is going to be, I'm going to go right down to the bottom of the right. barrel. You know? So locally, uh, your band was doing very well in Wisconsin? Is that we were, we're yeah. At? I mean, like uh, the band wasn't doing so hot, honestly. Um, I had figured out like I'd opened like a, a school, like uh, a guitar school, and I had like six, seven guys working for me. So uh, with me, like a school of rock kind of thing. Yeah, kind of like that. I had a, another guy, a partner who had been doing it for years, and he kind of showed me the ropes, and we opened his joint, and that was how I made my living, and I was doing all right, you know. Um, I wasn't going to be a rich man, but right. I was doing all right, yeah. you know. And I didn't, I can't, didn't, I didn't really care about money, you right. know. I just wanted to make music. And then when we moved to LA, can, um, I, can I stop you for one second? Yeah. So what was your wife doing that this, this move had to be? She made got to LA? a job at the LA Times. Oh, wow. um, so she had an opportunity that was like basically like Chris, I've got this opportunity, and I was this. like, I can't stand in the way of this, baby. I'm like, I was already married to her, and I was like. I'm going with. Let's do. I said go. She she got in, on a plane. Went. I packed up our place. I sold my business. Three weeks later, I was in Los Angeles. Wow! And you gave up everything. I gave your up end. everything. But, to, I, but I said. Then I said to her, "I'm like, as long as you know that if we go to L.A., there's only one thing I can do." Right. And I'm like, and I'm not going to open a music school in L.A. If I'm going to be in one of the entertainment capitals of the world, I'm going to have to go for it. You know, so got out there and and uh, started getting gigs. She made a thing. She's like, you know, go to the musicians wanted part of Craigslist, and I was like, you got to be kidding me! I'm not fucking doing that. <laughs> you know, <laughs> but like many things, she's smarter than me, and she was right. So uh, my dream was pretty much dead, done. Over, yeah, no kidding. You know, and uh, I had thought. I, I never really thought, well, I can do this. You know, I, that's why I never moved in the first place. Right. You know, I'd love to say. You know, I'd love to take the credit and go like, oh, yeah, I had the fucking balls to do this on my own. I had faith in myself. I didn't have faith in myself. I didn't believe in myself at all. I fucking went out there and it was survival. It was like, I want to stay married. I want to like, I want to be a, I want to provide some something here for my wife. And I was like, I got to fucking fight for this. Right. So that's what made me do it. And then uh, she, I ended up putting up an ad on Craigslist being like, this is what I like. This is what I do. And it was like, you get these, you know, you didn't get anything good. Then what ended up happening and is I had gone on the road with a band because I was a good side guy. I could sing and play every instrument. So it was like I was getting gigs, but there were side guy gigs. We weren't paying a lot, but I was getting in the scene. And Alex, our bass player, who uh, produced the record, both records, really, really smart guy. Um, 
he was kind of at the same point I was at. He had been out in L.A. for a long time, and he was like kind of at the point where he was like, you know what, fuck this. I don't think it's going to happen for me. Maybe i got to change careers. And he said he literally went on this musician's thing. He had never been on it, and he saw the title of my ad, which my wife had changed without me knowing it because <laughs> wow. she's in advertising. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of and she freaking, she freaking looked at it, and she read what I said, and she was like, because I, I called her, I was like, hey, man, my ad's about to expire. Could you renew it? And she like went to renew it, and she looked at it, and she's like, this is terrible. So she rewrote it, made me sound cooler than I am or ever will be. <laughs> I love this story. It's and that's how Alex, uh, Alex called me. We hit it off. We started hanging out, and about a year later, uh, we started the band. Uh, did you have a, what was your first job in LA? Or did you go right oh, to the man. music thing? Or no, did you man, have to, like- I, I went all the way back, you know, I had always taken pride in the fact, like, I grew up on a farm, and then I worked as an electrician in the off years. I, I, I really liked that kind of life, okay. you know. Uh, but then I went to school in Milwaukee, for, and I graduated college, made a little deal with my mother. She was like, I was like, I love my mom. She's the best. But she was like, uh, all right, if you go to college and you get your degree, I'll never give you any shit about anything you choose to do. So I was like, well, I'm going to do music. So I went, and I graduated, and then she never gave me any. She was very supportive. I went now. I went to UW Milwaukee. Okay, all right. Uh, I wasn't smart enough for Marquette. <laughs> I was upgrading you, Chris. <laughs> no, I appreciate it. But uh, so, um, yeah, I, I uh, uh, where the hell was I? I can't remember. Uh, just your first job in LA. Yeah, so my you, first so job you, in LA. So I had, I had never, I had, you know, and then I started my music school. Right. So I never had that big heaping humility moment where, like, I had to go. So after all the shit I did, college degree, owning my own business. Etc. Etc. When I moved to LA, it was before there was Uber and shit, which I really wish would have existed because I could have actually just done that. Yeah, man, I had to like. I, I remember the low point was delivering pizzas to a high school and getting getting fucking laughed at, like mocked. You know why? Uh, you, you didn't look the part. You, <laughs> oh man, and I, you know, I'm in there in my little suit and the whole deal, and like you know. That was where I was at. And I remember thinking to myself, I was like, this is, I'm sure in some way this is a character building moment, but right now this just sucks. Yeah, of course. And now that we've, you know, the band got moving and things have happened, I'm actually really proud of that shit. Right. Because uh, it was dark. You should go back to that high school. I actually, with a I worked pizzas. for a moving company. <laughs> I thought you were going to say something else. I'm like, oh, please. <laughs> yeah. I said pizzas. Oh, you know the political environment, right? You can't be saying shit. <laughs> so, you know, I, yeah. uh, you know, that's how I did it. You, you were know, humbled and, a little bit? or You know, I, I don't know if I needed to be humbled, but if I needed it, I got a little bigger yeah, dose. Okay. You know, I, I never really had that big a thing about myself. I oh, just kind of wanted to work my ass off and be worthy of what, whatever right. I got, you know? So then how did you guys get uh, Mark? He was uh, buddies with Alex. Oh, he was. Okay. Yeah. And how many years ago was that now? We got together in late 2011, started playing 2012. Man, you guys moved to the top fast, Thanks, bro. man. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, we had all been kind of, we all, you know, this is something that maybe would be interesting to chat with you about here. You know, to do all the things you've done in radio and all the adventures you've been on, haven't you found that when you have to look the death of your dream in the eye, right. that's when the shit really starts happening? Yes. When, yeah. you, when you throw it all away and, and, and don't take it so seriously, too. Yeah, exactly. We were like, we didn't care if anybody listened to us. Right. We were like, we want to play rock and roll. Right. Music that we love and we don't really care. Yeah. And that was the first time I'd ever taken that stance in a band where I literally was like, 
I'm going to do whatever the fuck I want, and that's it. And then it turned out to be the thing that started working. They, they always say when you, you stop taking it so seriously and just relax and just have a good time and have yeah. fun, it all starts happening. I'm, I'm working with guys I really like now, yeah. and I'm at the stage where I'm like, I don't really care how many people listen. <laughs> right, sure. I, these guys might care. But, <laughs> I mean, I, I've done it. I've been, I've been to the top. It, was, it, I don't, it wasn't as awesome as I thought it was because there was a lot to it that, you know, a lot of stress and a lot of just crap that I had to deal with. And now it, this is just so freeing. Well, yeah. that's a, in the Bowie documentary, didn't he say, back to the documentary thing. Oh, yeah, that's another the, great one. And he, yes. says some, he says something like, when you when you can no longer feel the bottom, that's when the art starts. Right. Or something like that. Well, I'm, that's, I'm probably that's ruining it. I agree that's that that's a good quote. But Opie's done it 12 times. It's <laughs> <laughs> <That's> exhausting. So <laughs> see, <laughs> Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I mean. I love you, Carl. I hope he has 37 <laughs> comeback stories. No, it's no. You're you're 100 right. I mean, I'm I'm self destructive by nature. I get I get bored. I guess I get bored. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, but you uh, didn't do anything wrong last time. No, the last I'm one wasn't. I'm a on witness me. to that. I, I've been fired three or four times. <laughs> Oh, you, you I'm crit, joking, uh, you mother. He's trying to be cool in front of the rock star, bro. <laughs> <I'll> ask, <laughs> he's trying to look right. Rock star. He's I'll trying to be a douche. I'll ask Chris, though. All right, so, you, so you're in a band. You're with a bunch of guys that you feel like you really know, right? Yeah. So that was our crew at Sirius XM. We had a nice little crew. Mm-hmm. And one of our guys I thought we could you know, have a little fun with, like we have fun with each other. So... Oh, should I even talk about this it's again? A, we took a picture uh, so, of the dude no, in no, the No, no, no. So I'm on Instagram Live. <laughs> I'm not, not live. Uh, Instagram Story. <laughs> And our buddy's in a stall. So as a goof, I'm like, hey, I'm going over over the top. Mm-hmm. And I go over the top like you would do with your friends, right? Mm-hmm. I'm sure you have stories like this. Please help me. Does it look he- like he does? <laughs> <laughs> Chris is kind of squirming now. My point is, my point is I would I'm never. shifting into Michael Corleone chair. <laughs> yeah, right. But my point is I would never do something like this if I didn't know the room and the people I was around. Well, and, did you learn something? Oh, uh, what, wow, that's a good question have I learned yeah don't spend all your money <laughs> <laughs> well there are other examples of this I have a picture of all of us in the it's it was one of the funniest days ever and Daryl Hammond was down there and Jim Gaffigan and Jay Leno came in right and Jim he was doing the show with Jim Norton at the time there's a and I held up my phone there's a, we're all five he's in the stall mm-hmm. and we're I just took a picture of all of us in the bathroom we, that day because everybody was funnier well, than me I, because <laughs> I do edgy radio with a, a bunch of guys that get it so we did all sorts of crazy ass sure. shit like that so it was a moment where I'm like, hey, I'm going over top just being silly in front of uh, all of us because there was a bunch of us in the in the bathroom and uh, he wasn't he wasn't naked. It's literally a G-rated video. Yeah, you video. don't see anything. It's literally Nothing. a G-rated he's video. He's super overweight, so even when he's naked, he's not really naked. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I know... I, Carl I know, is the reason that this cancer was brought into our lives. Oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> no, no, I knew. Thanks. Oh, no, you no, are, actually. I, I okay, actually, good. Oh, yeah, it was okay. <laughs> no, it's him, right? I forgot. It's actually... <laughs> I can explain it like this. <laughs> there, there are parents out there that actually give birth to, to their... They're killer. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> okay, right. Oh, nice. Well, the, there are, though. There. The Menendez, you know. Certainly, okay. no. You don't have so to So I was the one that I was the one that hired the guy and, and gave him a, a, a damn good career and really believed in him. And uh, the company at the time didn't want to hire him. And, and we all, we thought we were all tight. So that's why I did that thinking he's one of the boys or, or one of the guys, right? 
And then I think nothing of it. I show him the the thing. He's laughing his ass off. It's G-rated. I go, oh, please let me, uh, you know, post this. And he said no. So at that point, I'm like, okay, he doesn't want to post it. That was the end of it. Delete. Next thing I know, he stops even talking to us. He avoids us, even though he was a big part of booking the show. And then I I, I find out that he went to Human Resources. Oh, boy. And... And that aren't you glad it. you don't have that in them? Do you have you don't have there's no there's no human resources in rock and roll? I was gonna say, well, there, <laughs> well how, about, how about there was no human resources in radio for a really long time, and True. they brought that nonsense into this game. No, he got yelled at. I came in uh late one day, and he was in the hallway walking around like mumbling to himself. Oh, and I'm boy. like, What's the matter with you? And he was like, I've been down in the boardroom getting yelled at by about nine guys in suits for like an hour, and I looked at him genuinely incredulous and went. You mean like real job shit? <laughs> oh boy! Yeah, man, we don't. It was you don't horrible. have a real job. I don't have a real job, but for some reason they they turned it into a real job. I don't know why you would do that, but yeah. Well, we, good uh, thing you don't have one of those anymore. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> he shot that right now. They head. did me a favor, Chris. Yeah, I'm very, I'm so much happier. I'm not happy how it all went down, but I'm so much happier. So you are happier. Yeah, way happier. You ate meat the other day. <laughs> that was awesome. You had a beer that had some beer in you it. Had a beer with fruit. that didn't taste like grapefruits. <laughs> Tangerine, Tangerine, lambic. Beer. I, I, I like him. All right. <laughs> I like. I like. I like. Do you like f- beer, Chris? Do you like beer? Yeah. What's Do you your, like little girly favorite, beers? Well, let's, what's your favorite beer? Or whatever's give me a few. In, whatever's in front of me. Well, shit. I mean, <laughs> that's the right answer. Cold and free. I'm. I'm. I'm right old answer. school. I like a good macro brew. So I'm like you know light. Yeah. Miller Lite. There you go. Schlitz. Absolutely. I like uh, the old school beers like Schlitz, Peels. We, uh, yeah. we were talking about this. But I also, man, this. like, you know, um, in my old hometown of Milwaukee, man, Neglaris uh, is not a Milwaukee beer. But it's uh, up towards Madison. That's really good shit. Uh, Lakefront Brewery is great uh, in Milwaukee. They, they kill it. Um, uh, the Lagunitas folks uh, up in Northern California are really That's good. That's buddies. Yeah, he knows they're the really good. They're they awesome. Good stuff. Let me know. I'll... I'll uh... I'm gonna get your whole swag trains coming your way. Oh yeah, I love those guys. We went and played there. Uh, have like a, a band shell yeah, out yeah. there. Yeah, we played that a couple years ago. They're they're really good people. Uh, and uh, again, they were another group of people that like you, Opie. They came to the, to to us early. Yeah, you know, right they on. Brought those us guys, up there. Those guys long ago well, started in a garage in Northern yeah, California, man. and they ended up selling it to Heineken for a billion bucks. Man, that's Imagine that two just two stoners should've... in their garage in ten years. Ten years amazing like billionaires and they must billionaires. that that's crazy i mean the thing that kind of blows my mind about shit like that is like you got to figure out how to meet the demand so you got to keep hiring people and yeah. like keep the quality yeah. somehow and like how do you do that how it's, do you figure that person, out i've always figured out that in, in every restaurant or alcohol company there's always one person who has no friends and everybody hates because all he cares about is the product mm-hmm. and those companies thrive you know, mm. like the one Longanitas guy was a dick, <laughs> but he made unbelievable beer. <laughs> that's all he cared about. Yeah, man. You know what I mean? You know, I'm I was like, just... hey, how you doing? Uh, yeah. uh, yeah, good. Who are you? I'm like, I'm sorry, bro. I'm not a keg. I'm leaving. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know what I'm obsessed with, man? Yeah. I'm obsessed with the idea of the of the bottom and the ninth, two outs, like just speaking a metaphor here, but just kind of take, follow me for one second. Two outs, bottom and the ninth. How do you hit the ball? People that hit the ball. I'm obsessed with how did they how did they do that? And the conclusion I came to was, and I don't know if it's right, but it's definitely the way I've tried to f- think about things. Is 
you got to only care about hitting the ball mm. when it's time to hit the ball. Not about what's going to happen after you hit the ball, before the ball. You have to be thinking and feeling that moment completely. And I think that that's when you do that, all the shit starts to line up, right? And it's like this guy with his beer, you know, he's like, that's just eye on the ball the whole time. He's not thinking about where do I do this? What do I do? It's just, I'm going to hit the baseball. You know what I mean? And when you hit the ball, things happen. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I love your analogy, but I struck out in the bathroom that day. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you did. You did. That was a swing, swing and a miss. And a miss. <laughs> <laughs> I pulled my back out swinging so hard. Yeah, I, I opened a restaurant. We, um, it was one of the hardest things I ever did. We opened the restaurant, and the power went out. There was an ice storm on our opening day, and we had $11 in the bank account. And then we couldn't open. We lost power for three days and had to throw away all of our inventory. Wow. Oh, shit. And I was like, holy shit. So the next day that we had the power back on, I'm driving in my little car to uh, to my friend's restaurant. I said, can I borrow your food to make some money? And he's like, you're you're an idiot. Yeah, come on. Come be just because I want to watch this. Right? <laughs> like That's how restaurant people are. so sure. morbid. He's like, you're going down, bro. Come and get the lettuce. You know what I mean? So on my way back with all the food in the car, there's a lady on the side of the road with a flat tire on her bicycle. So I help her, you know, even with all the food, I put the bike on and we, I get her up to her house in the town that I, you know, that I opened the restaurant. Ends up, she was the president of the homeowners association and sent out an email. Everybody uh, has to go to this kid's restaurant. For and, real. And, and that's what. And, so the good Samaritan actually paid off yeah. for you. Can I, I got to jump in though. But and I've that, never been nice to anybody ever since. That's why my luck's gone to shit. I got to jump in to Chris's point. That's why you're successful. You you could have folded and said, I'm done. No way. But at that moment, you figured out how to hit the ball. Hit the ball. That's why I like the analogy. And you're like, I got to get this done. Yeah. If you I'm, only could figure it out. And also proficient in check forgery. But that's for another <laughs> That's, <laughs> that's <laughs> hitting the ball a whole different another way. Another broadcast. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Your muff's We got a lawyer in the room right now. Uh, I was kidding about everything. Yeah. <laughs> so we, I guess we should move on to the, the new uh, record company album uh the first song uh life to fix is amazing thanks man I, and i've heard it probably at least 20 to 30 times already and I, I i'm not sick of it awesome not sick of it thank you yeah are you are you proud of the, you have to be proud of the song yeah man um what i what i'm proud of with the tune is that uh, through all this stuff we just went through um i kind of figured out that like in the end you're, you're left with yourself mm. And if you're not healthy in, on the inside of that, you're going to be fucking miserable. Right. No matter how good or bad you have it, right? Mm-hmm. Kind of like what you were talking about before, height of the heights. And then if you're not feeling all right about what's going down in your heart yeah. and your body and your mind, your, your situation, it's not good. So the, the songs like get inside, you know, like work on that shit. You know, that's take responsibility for yourself and, and, and figure yourself out before you start, you know, you know, and that was kind of the, the, the idea was like, uh, after it was all said and done, I was like, the only way we're going to make a good record is to get inside and, and, and be real, you know, and, and like, you know, I could come on here and not talk about how I delivered pizzas to a high school. I'd probably be a lot cooler if I did. No, you're way cooler. No, you know, I so. about that. No, it's amazing. You know, yes. but I don't want to fucking hold that shit back, right. man, because, you know, what I'm trying to say, and, you know, one of the reasons I, I, I wanted to come on here too, Opie, was because, I, I, you know, it's, you you helped us out, you know, you, you gave us a shot, and uh, that means a lot to me, man. Wow. And like, uh, 
because I did fucking deliver pizzas, right. you know, and I did, I did stand in a, on a farm in the middle of nowhere, far from any city and have this picture of sitting and doing shit like this. And right. I never thought it would fucking happen. Right. And here I am today. So you're and appreciative though. A lot I'm of people go through the same stuff like that, but as soon as they hit the big time, they forget about it. They're wrong. <laughs> no, this but guy right Carl. Here. <laughs> Carl can't wait to leave. I change my phone every two weeks. <laughs> who are you? Chef who? Did, did you have things that needed fixing for real? I yeah, man. I mean I you know well just for instance, I mean like I didn't have any faith in myself to do what I'm doing right now and I'm doing it, so I was wrong. Yeah. Why was I so down on myself? It was that was bullshit. It was it was weak. Did you have a tough upper uh, upbringing? No or? man. Great upbringing. But we were taught to be, you know, you know, I, I I have just enough intelligence to know how good people are. Right. Meaning, like, when I moved to L.A., I, I knew this is going to be fucking tough. That's right. scary shit. Sure. But you know the thing I thought, Vic, in the end, I'm, somebody was like, aren't you worried about that there's a lot of competition? And I'm like, yeah, but in a race, you're only racing the people in the front. And if you don't think you can be in the front, you shouldn't even be in a race at all. I see. You know He's what good. I mean? He's good. So you hear that up? Pay attention. So 20, <laughs> it doesn't matter. If you got twenty thousand. are both telling you right yeah. now. Please listen. Please listen. <laughs> he's he, right now. Drink that soup that he's making. <laughs> so that was kind of the idea. Yeah, I, you know, I I looked inside uh, for the last few years myself. Uh, I can't I can't look over there as I tell you this, but because they're gonna just mock it. But got into meditation and. Uh, some therapy. Shaman. And, uh, I saw a shaman. That's for another episode. <laughs> a shaman? No he shit. did. I saw a shaman. Native American shaman. <laughs> Even the rock star's like, you did. No, huh? he said no <laughs> shit. I like it. I like it. I like it. He said no shit in a good way. I don't yeah. know. Okay. No shit. <laughs> he was like, that's impressive. That's I, yeah. I saw it in his eyes. <laughs> you know what, man? I think that's fucking great. There you go. <laughs> I do. I think it's fucking great. I do. I'm being fucking right, honest. I I no, he actually is being you're nice. going to pay like, for it with him, but not with me. Yeah, he's being nice. I, I, I've noticed that there's so little kindness in this room that genuine kindness is seen as sarcasm. <laughs> <laughs> take yeah, you long. No, man, I'm figuring it we're, out. We're very guarded. Yeah. <laughs> no, man, I think that's all great shit. No, we, uh, uh, my wife's really into yoga, meditation stuff. So I did, yeah. I've dipped in, and uh, there's this Reiki uh, master, and he, and he does some shaman shit. So he comes over to my uh, apartment on the Upper West Side. Oh, boy, the building was not happy when this guy walked in. Oh, yeah. He had the tribal drums, and he, he was dressed apart with all sorts of uh, little bags of, of medicine. Yeah. yeah. And, <laughs> and uh, he had me snort something, and I've never done heroin. Oh, Lord. But for, for a second or two, no, not a second, for probably 20 straight minutes, I'm like, is this heroin? I was oh, wow. freaking the F out. Oh, wow. It was some kind of Peruvian um, uh, plant. <laughs> that was t tobacco based. I gotta, I gotta get all my info for the official shaman podcast. Oh my god! But it just, it, I, I, I stored in one nostril, and my whole right side was just fired up. And welcome to my life. <laughs> and I was more than alert. I didn't I'll realize I was into shamans. <laughs> <laughs> and then he says, you're ready for the left side. I'm like, at this point, why? all right. And yeah, left good. side, and then my, I, my body was on fire. Wow. And, I'm, and I, I was getting was. paranoid going, what the hell? Did I just do heroin or something? 
but it's tobacco based, and you know it's yeah, it's yeah, this yeah, Peruvian yeah. plant. Yeah, and, yeah, all right, Peruvian plant. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, man. But you you know it it all comes from that place of wanting to to get it together, right? Like inside, like even that's probably weird for people who have been fans of yours for years to think, why the fuck would you need to do that? Well, yeah, I was, it's a lot of fucking pressure, yeah. and there's a lot, you know, staying on. <sighs> You can't do one good show and have a career. Right. You have to do a good show every fucking time. Right. Yeah. Every same time. You, same, same. You're, no, yeah, you're you got to leave it lay out there, man, right. or nothing. You got yeah. nothing. Johnny Carson did fucking 30 years of great shows. Yeah. You know I mean? It's like uh, you got to freaking kill it every time, right? I, uh, I mean, even when, even when you ain't killing it, you got to be trying to kill yeah. it. Yeah. Or you right. got to make believe you're killing it. Yeah. yeah. You got to put that, put that smile on your face. There's, wow. You just, now there's a lot of things that hit here. So, like, I, I, I had a lot of weight on my shoulders at the height of my success. So sure. I, didn't really, I didn't really enjoy it as much. And I was irritable. I had an anger problem. Uh, then I met my wife and realized, you know, I got I got to figure my shit out because I'm really into this. And then when I had my kids, I'm like, oh, my God, get, sure, get your crap together. Yeah. So it started, it really started when I met my wife 14 years ago, and it took a long time. My wife I, saved I, my life, too, man. For real? How long have you been married? 10 years. Nice. I have the complete opposite story. <laughs> <laughs> Carl's going through some stuff. Carl's That's going through a thing right now. Right yeah. now. Carl, Carl, for real. I, Carl, I'm, I'm going to talk to him about the shaman. I'll talk to him with the shaman. Carl. Get the shaman, man. Earmuffs. Get the shaman. Earmuffs. We're going to have a moment now, me and Chris. How did she save your life? You she just wanted to be a better me, person? Yeah, man. I, I wanted to be worthy of being around her. Right on, man. You know? We're gonna, we're gonna I could have fucking fucked my life up and been fine with that right. on my own. Right. We're going to snort some Peruvian dust. Man. I, I think we're doing it already. <laughs> we're do that. Do you have children? He's got two. No. None? I couldn't do this to a kid because I travel. <laughs> I travel too much. Sure. Would you ever want to have kids or you guys are good? And- you know, I'd, I'd love to, but I, I, I'm willing to walk off the cliff of that option without it. If okay. It, if, if, if it doesn't happen because I got to be a musician. Right. Well, that- I, I, got, I worked a long time to get the shot. Now that it's out there. People are some people are listening, and while I got it in me to do it, right. that's all. You know, loving my wife, being a good guy, giving a shit about my family, making sure they know I love them, and uh, playing fucking good rock and roll is all I care about. Right that's now. awesome. And then the other point I want to go back to, where you have to almost fake it. You guys are performing every night, and there's no way I'm going to believe uh, you if you say you enjoy every single show. Uh, you know. I don't know if I even quantify it while it's happening. Really? I think about it afterwards. You know, you, you create from the heart, you edit from the mind, you know? Okay. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, you know what I mean? That's deep. Bumper sticker. <laughs> that's he read that off a of tombstone. No, no that's real. That's amazing. That should be it. Carl, that's your next T-shirt. There you go. You can <laughs> have it. Doing it. But, but, no, that's uh, brilliant. That's brilliant. No, no I agree. But that's what I call, kind of come, you know, you create from the heart. The heart doesn't have a... An, uh, uh, are you good or bad? It's just, you're just being real or you're not. And when we play, I played so many years in shitty clubs and failed miserably for years that I do actually love every show now in retrospect. That's awesome. Now, I will say this, though. I, you know, there are shows where I come off and I'm like, man, I didn't have it tonight. The thing that lets me sleep is, did you give it everything you had? And I can say that most times. Right. You know, and if I didn't, that ain't happening the next day. Right. I'll tell you that much because I fucked up. Um, and I, I think the greatest thing anybody can give an entertainer of any kind 
is their attention. That's the greatest gift is to give somebody a little bit of their time. Right. That's their life passing them by and yeah, they're giving yeah. you the time, right? Don't fuck with it. You know, do a good job. You know, uh, be worthy of that. Right. You know, and, and uh, that's the way I think about it. And, and, and I, afterwards, that's when the thoughts come in. So in retrospect, yeah, I can have nights where it's like, yeah, man, that didn't really work out that well or man, that wasn't as cool as last night. But during the show, never, 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 never. So l- let me uh, take it the other way really fast. And uh, what makes what makes a show where you get off stage and go, wow, that one was a little more special? I don't know, man. Oh, really? It, it, it's not out of my hands. It's the people. No, no, that's what you know, I mean. Vic, man, yeah, no, no, fucking, no, so the energy now is what I was going to say. You get, you're hitting your jokes. Sure, the, it works. The fucking shit's going off the I walls. Got you right. got every laugh in the building is just blowing up. You can't miss. You, you get off stage, do you know why? No. Because I just you think did, that crowd was, that was really good. They were, like what I, you're saying, the energy of the magic of the moment yeah, was all There's no way to quantify When you're a creative person, it. there's nothing better than being in what you're calling the zone. Certainly. And you can't really... Put wrap your head around it. You can't explain it. You can't bottle it. No, that's what but he when said. When it happens, right? and when you know you're in the zone, I, there's almost not a better feeling. Well, I'll add, I'm sure you know. I'll ad lib, yeah. and then I'll run straight to a napkin and grab. And I, those one, those are really good. When I'm running for the, and I can't even talk to anybody. I'm running to the waitress, going, "Give me your pen." Wow. I'm grabbing a cocktail napkin, and I'm writing down seven or eight words because I was in the zone, and mm-hmm. something came out, and now. Something I might have been doing for ten years actually has four or five lines in it now that I never did before. But that's right. that's more music than comedy, probably. I would know. I don't know, man. I mean, you know, I, I watch my grandma cook same damn shit. <laughs> you know, she never thought about it. And, and I mean, I don't know. I like it. I think that's it. Carl. Pro- yeah. I think it flies across every form. I've, a, I've asked that question a lot. I, I like your answer the best. Oh, thanks, man. It's, it's very, you the truth. It's the truth. It's just, yeah. There's uh, uh, it's I got genuine. nothing to lose, man. Right. I wasn't supposed to be here. You know what I mean? So I all I want to do is tell the truth. What do you mean you weren't supposed to be here? I wasn't supposed to make it to this point. I He's w- saying he feels very fortunate. Yeah. Really. No, Sorry you're thinking you I mean like die. No. <laughs> no, maybe. I was, I no, no, no. No, no. No, no. Yeah, you're like, now, you're finally, Carl's like, now we're finally getting somewhere. Yeah, no, yeah, no. <laughs> no, I mean like I did. I literally didn't believe that I would ever have a voice. No, like I was this. thinking of a vote. Do you understand what I mean? I, I understand, but uh, I was I was going in back to maybe a bad childhood or something. No, no, no. He said he had a good Yeah, no, I get it now. No, where I was at with that, just to be clear. Was <laughs> I was saying that I, I didn't believe that I would ever connect, but Chris, you, know? you did believe because you kept going. And I believed because about- I had to. I think. Oh, okay. Your wife probably helped you a little bit along the way. She maybe. did, man. Right. And I helped her too. You know, that's that's the way it works. Carl, that's what you're looking for, by the way. If you're, you're out there looking, didn't find it yet. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us about the new album, the rest of it. Uh, Life uh, to Fix just, obviously is a great song that uh, everyone's playing right now. And, yeah, and the, the album comes out in June, right? Yeah, June twenty second. June twenty second. Called all of this life. Yes, and uh, it's uh, you know it's just a rock and roll record. It's it's not like a bunch of heavy, deep intros. It's just. It's just rock and roll, but uh, there is there are some themes in there, and I think like you know, one of the things I always, I, I, man, I shit, I I feel like I'm getting a little too shaman myself here, but yes. I will, yes. I will say this, I maybe maybe there is the Peruvian dust <laughs> in the air, but go over to his, but side. I will say yes. this, <laughs> I'll say this, it's man, that the, the the center concept of what I learned and what I believe, and I think it's a mathematical fact, is no matter how dark. The darkness, no matter how vast, 
it cannot stop a light, even the smallest one. And a light will exist, you know, and um, that's what it's about. Damn, I love that. That's what Leonard Cohen said. There's a crack in everything. That's yes. how the light gets in. Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, by the Leonard way, Cohen, though. By the way, that to Carl great... and Vic, the shaman came back twice. <laughs> Fucking boo. <laughs> sad. Sad, twice. Sad, I, I want to hear the story, but I don't want to hear it. I don't want to know anything. I'm trying to block it out of my mind. Yeah. There's no shamans in New York City. I want to know worm in my ear right now eating this out. <laughs> I'm going to invite Chris Voss to do the Shaman podcast with me. We should, I'll be in your corner, man. We should actually have the guy come in and go through the whole process. Oh, my God. I don't know if I'm brave enough to do that. Maybe. Um, so, and, and you guys have already hit, hit the road, right? Yeah. Yeah, we'll be coming back. New York, uh, we're playing Terminal 5 October 18th. Wow. Hey, that's um, my birthday present to myself. Beautiful. Come on back. Yeah, we'll I be there. certainly will. And we'll be doing Will Turn out in uh, L.A. We're doing two nights at the uh, uh, Fillmore in San Francisco, the Riv, Chicago. Love the Fillmore. Yeah. Going to have Jay Roddy Walston in the business. Have you heard them? No. They're the shit. You should listen to them. What's your name again? Jay Roddy Walston in the business. Okay. Great rock and roll nice. band out of Baltimore. Nice. I'll so uh, I'll check him out. I Good sandwiches picked up from earlier. Death. You must be from Baltimore. Uh, uh, Carl is the king oh, of Chaps Pit Beef. My favorite sandwich in America is a Chaps Pit Beef sandwich in Baltimore. And really? you want a crown or a trophy? Or I'm something? the king of Chaps Beef. Yes, for real. So was, I kind of cheated. So that so they had a thing that said you get a crown and free sandwiches for a year if you enter. Mm -hmm. And the guy calls me and goes. Hey, asshole from the Food Network. This was for normal people. You understand? <laughs> <laughs> He's like, whoever got the most... And it was so embarrassing. Like, and in third place with 30 likes, Deborah from Baltimore. In <laughs> my first place. With 1.7 million likes, Carl is the king. And like, no one was there. I brought my own crown. <laughs> I brought my All own true. crown and scepter and had them take a picture. No one was happy. They're like, hey, Carl. Thanks, Carl. What a dick this guy is. <laughs> <laughs> um, I got to ask one other question. So when I first met you guys, I was blown away by the record company immediately because of Mark Goodman, one of the original MTV. Yeah, man, uh, Mark's great. VJs. Uh, we were talking about this before we got in here today, but um, this was when something good happened in the bathroom. Yeah. So in the bathroom, you know, <laughs> you're peeing next to everyone, and Mark was next to me. And I'm like, hey, man, have you heard anything good lately? He's the one. Yeah. For real. That. that, that yeah, he went right into told, it. You did tell me that. Oh, I did. You so have. He yeah. goes, oh, you got to check out the record company. I, I was hooked Mark's up great. Immediately. But I was also mad, and I'll tell you why. And I think I said it in a past interview. I'm like, man, if this if this uh, band came out like 20 years ago, mm. no, I'm just talking about the music business, not right. your sound. Your, you know, your sound is perfect for today. Uh, you guys would have been fucking ridiculously wealthy. So with that... <laughs> uh, now I'm no, fucking but, depressed. No, <laughs> but with no. that said... Hey, now you're fucking... No, 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 didn't do a damn right. thing for you. No, I'm bringing it around, though. <laughs> How are you guys making uh, money these days? Th no, there was, a, there was a point where it was almost impossible, but it seems like the bands are figuring it out again. Yeah, man. It's live. You know, live is, is a great thing. You get some, uh, you know, you get placements, you know, uh, television stuff. Um, but live, that's where the rubber hits the road, man. Right. And, uh, you know, I wasn't, it's kind of like people say to people who don't have children, you'll say to a guy like me, not you, but somebody will say, you don't know what you're missing. And I say, you're right. I don't, I don't know right. what I'm missing. I, I don't have a kid, so I don't know what love I'm missing. So right. I don't know. I literally don't know. So I'm not missing it. Right. Cause Super I don't know. Right, right. I wasn't, <laughs> I wasn't. <laughs> I wasn't there for the millions, you know, so I don't know shit about that. If I had had that and lost it, I'm sure I'd be really pissed, but 
I'm just happy to be doing. No, you guys, are, you guys are obviously doing well, and it, it turned around. It was just something I felt. Yeah. I felt bad because, like guys our age and stuff, I feel guilty when I could just listen to anyone's music for free. Yeah. Although YouTube's helping out now because, yeah, you know, when you click on they're, that, you shit, know, they're they're passing some some. They're uh, gonna figure everything out. It, yeah. it, it, you know, it's got a two way street. You know, on the one hand, you're like, well, it's a bummer, but then on another hand, you're like, you know, a guy like me, it's like, man, it's you know. You can get the viral shit and like uh, people just passing it to each other. You know, it, it it's great. You right. know, you, your your shit gets out there. It's good and bad because then there's a lot of bands that would have never got the exposure because I come from uh, right uh, a music radio world where you saw the bands that were yeah. just as good as the stuff we were playing, but they didn't Couldn't have a get shot. There. there were there were simply weren't enough spaces. So when all that opened up, uh, you know, certainly a, a, a plenty of other bands had the opportunity to really show off there. Well, that's why I'm going to say live music is like I said about the Hendrix album. It's, yeah, it's if I don't go. Uh, every month or so, I feel horrible. Yeah, and I'm not, I don't play, I don't sing, I don't do anything. But the minute I set foot, I don't care if it's a crappy cover band in a bar on the road that I wandered in and you know in Wausau, Wisconsin at mm -hmm. twelve thirty. But by God, they're playing Low Spark of High Hill Boys. Right. <laughs> I'm on it. Yeah, man, you know, and I hear you. In, in, big show, little show. You got to go see live music. It just makes you feel better. I think that last question was stupid. Now All that right. I think about it, yeah, it was. Why well, was it stupid? <laughs> Because I feel bad, that I said. Because I know it's not about the money. I was just, I was just trying to bring it to a conversation about the the music industry. And, no, man, and, I, at, at a whole, because I saw all the changes where, like, I saw yeah. bands that were really established. Well, and, what I'm telling you is rest easy, okay. because guys like me don't know any. Okay, because so I, I you, saw the guys you can feel they, bad, but I'm, I'm just happy. You know, me, I, I don't know anything about it. You know, so it's like you can rest easy. And I uh, love Chris. No, he's funny, right? man. Yeah. No, but yeah. I also... Chris is funny as hell. <laughs> I, Thank you. I realized it was a slight misstep, but I because I also were friends with bands and stuff that I saw them fall off the cliff because then next thing you know, they were counting on this and that yeah. and the touring money and the, and the record sales and then boom, you, you, you know, Napster, it started with that shit. Yeah. All the good thing is people who are into shit nowadays, they're really into it for the right reasons, I think, a lot of times. When you're talking about rock and roll. Right. Because rock and roll isn't the king of it all anymore. And I think that's where the whole debate of is it dying, is it dead? And I always say, fuck no, it isn't. But, you know, it, it, are you going to sit there and say, oh, it's the most popular genre in the world anymore? No, it's, it's not. Right. But, you know, what? It, so what? What am I supposed to do? Stop fucking playing it? <laughs> right. You know, I mean, it's like, I'm going to keep playing it, you know? And, and to me, it's like the people that want to keep coming back are the best people, man. And, and, Man, we have people that have come back like six, seven, eight, twelve times, you know, and it's like, that's good shit. Yeah. You know, that's, and that's again, that's why, like, uh, are you much of a baseball fan? You know what? It's the only sport uh, in recent years I don't follow anymore. You know, I just well, don't love it, but. This, this won't hinge on anything new. Okay. There's another thing. I God, I feel like I'm tossing out a lot of fucking shit like this, but I'm going to, I'm going to just go. I'm just, this is the, the I've, I'm in the spirit of, of the honesty of this program. Yes. Um, good. Yes. Joe DiMaggio. Right. I'm going to paraphrase for those big Joe DiMaggio fans in case I make a mistake. Marilyn Monroe in the baseball but bat? I, I'm, no. Oh, no. There he is. I'm going, <laughs> this is, I'm staying on the positive side, just the baseball. All right, sorry. So going back to the baseball. Baseball bat. Do you know, do you know what, uh, do you know what Joe DiMaggio <laughs> said about playing ball, why he played ball so hard, why he played the way he did every day? Because he was known as, and, I, and everybody knows nobody's perfect, <laughs> but on a baseball field, Joe DiMaggio apparently was the man all the time. And when he got asked, why do you play so hard, Joe? His answer, and it stuck with me, uh, was 
there might be a kid in the ballpark that's I'm his favorite player and he'll only see me once. And if I don't play hard, he's going to go home and think I'm no good. Yeah. I was like, shit, man, that's a good reason. Wow. Mm -hmm. So it's like, you know, um, I, I kind of try to keep that in my heart when we play too. That's awesome. You know? Great answer. That's a great answer. I think that's a great place to stop this, right? Thanks, man. Chris Fine Voss. by me. Yeah, no kidding, buddy. I can't I, wait. I appreciate you all, man. Thanks for having Chris me in hilarious. here. This is hilarious. No, really. This is perfect. And smart. Thank I mean, you, smarter than us. Yeah. I'm, glad the, <laughs> I'm glad the two other guys aren't here. Oh, no. <laughs> well, Mark, and I, Mark yeah, and Alex are awesome. Too. They're amazing. They really are. These these guys are so, like, down to earth. That's why, I don't know, we we kind of hit it off from the first day. Yeah, we did. Uh, I've, I've been texting people for an hour that were best friends. <laughs> <laughs> well, now you got to set them up. Yeah, we'll set them up. Where are we, where are we sending Chris? Wherever he wants to eat. Yeah, you should yeah. go to take him to Black Tap, dude. He, that's Black what tap. I hear. He makes a great hamburger. Well, and you have a hamburger it. reviewer right here. This is what he does. He wrote a book on hamburgers. Did you? Yeah. Working on it. Working on it. Oh, you're still working on it. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm very lazy. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> get a shaman. Nick, get a burger Nick, shaman. Nick Solaris <laughs> is in here with us, by the way, for everybody yeah. who's yeah. not listening. Nick is the I king. All time gets never said anything. Nick is the king of meat. You don't want to trample on this magic. No, <laughs> no, thank you. I want to trounce Those Australians yeah. really know how to insult you, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> me. All right, while we wrap it up, so Chris Voss from the record company, uh, Life to Fix is out everywhere. Uh, check it out in, wherever you get your music. And then the album again, June 22nd. And yes. I forgot the name of it. Oh, my God. Uh, all of this life. Thank you. Yes, yes. And you're all around all summer, on the road, the whole time? Yeah. Uh, fall is going to be the big tour. So okay. uh, go to therecordcompany.net to check that out. Uh, thanks to everybody for uh, listening to me. And thank you, Opie and guys, for uh, having me. Awesome. Thanks to our lovely engineer for sitting here and making sure we sound good. Absolutely. Go see she these guys. She actually has a studio that Opie likes to be in. So <laughs> I, that's cool. I love this studio. Yeah. I, I thought he was going to start They're never itching. leaving, by the way, ever. I don't, I, don't, I don't know if I want to be in a studio anymore. The, well, the podcast I hope you change your just... mind because I'm pretty fucking comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> Bathrooms and water. <laughs> Lights. We, we've been cars the, on the wall. There's beautiful stuff here. We literally take the podcast all over the place. It's awesome. Especially man. in New York City. There's so many places to go. I guess eventually we're going to have to settle into a studio. They call that punk rock, man. Yeah, place. man. You're, you're punk now <laughs> we're doing a little punk rock action yeah. it's the punk rock uh, phase of our career dead kennedy's baby i call it the uh, the honey drippers phase for me i was Ooh, in zeppelin and now, I love the now i'm doing the honey drippers i love the honey drippers <laughs> you I had a couple them. good songs right it's a great record yeah, you know nobody knows what you guys are talking about he, he does, knows you the know honey, honey drippers well, he's a rock star well, well, he's gonna say nobody if a goddamn musician sitting here i'm the nobody oh, okay all right carl we'll talk about la bamba for years that's so funny, I hit my head. <laughs> he just back his head. <laughs> yeah, you're right about the studio thing. <laughs> All right, we're out of here. Chris Voss from the record company. Thank you. Awesome. All right. Oh, appreciate it. OB Radio. Don't forget to subscribe, leave comments, and of course, a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. The Westwood One Podcast Network. Rock Talk with Mitch LaFon. This week on Rock Talk with Mitch LaFon, guitarist Richie Sambora looks back at his days with Bon Jovi. Also, George Thurgood talks about what makes a great song. And new band Bad Wolves discuss their debut album, Disobey. Rock Talk with Mitch LaFon. Download and subscribe at Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and the Westwood One Podcast app. Free from the Westwood One Podcast Network. <laughs> <laughs>